The excitement is building for the return of ACL Radio's Blues on the Green this year. Mark your calendar for two nights of music, food, and fun, Tuesday, June 11th and Wednesday, June 12th. We want to thank all of our sponsors, specifically Circuit of the Americas, for helping to keep ACL Radio's Blues on the Green free and open to the public in Zilker Park. Blues on the Green is an Austin tradition, and we look forward to seeing you again this summer. ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here is the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. The phone numbers, use them, 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. You can call or text. If you text... You'll love this. I immediately send out smiley face emojis for those that text. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we call it this week because things are going so well, it is at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments on Twitter or X, then you can do that. Just bring your A game. Please don't suck. Try to make the show better. That's at Jeff Ward Show. And make sure you check out and subscribe to the podcast that we drop each afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcast. Hit that link there and subscribe to it. We drop it each afternoon. Same with the YouTube channel as well. There's a light in my face. I look like Shrek. There's a weird wall behind me, but it seems to be doing pretty well. So subscribe to the Jeff Ward Show YouTube channel. Uh, sometimes on Fridays, I shouldn't say that, every Friday I guess we do it. Uh, I have nothing to do with it whatsoever. I'm just kind of an innocent bystander who gets the emails. So uh, I'm, I have access to an email list from music executives who compiled this long list of terrible songs to stay away from. These are songs that no one has ever liked, no one will ever like. I call them songs that suck. Fun, like a drinking game. And the category was this testosterone sucking songs. I believe Maroon 5 would go on there. They would they Maroon 5, in terms of levels of testosterone sucking, as in it leaves your body. I believe that Maroon 5 rivals air supply. In fact, I'll say this. And if, you, if you're bothered by this, I want you to go away, okay? Like, just get away. Go away. You have to go away. Maroon 5 is the modern version of Air Supply. There. What a way to start the day. Deal with it. Uh, that's Maroon 5 2000-something. Uh, I'm going to say... 2008-ish, 10-ish, somewhere in there. Um, it's a little high. I'll, I'll is throw it? that out there right Before that, now. really? Yep. Wow. I was still in high school during it, during this time. 
And I'm pulling in Ed Clements. It's not. I like this album. Oh this is the only God. good Maroon <laughs> 5 album. Said it. <laughs> I just said the only testosterone good, sucking. The only good Maroon 5 album. Wow. I didn't know there were Maroon 5 albums. Okay. <laughs> Multiple. Um, the name. What is this? 90s? No. No. Close. Got to be really early 2000s. Yeah. Wow. Okay. They've been that bad that long. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> uh. Hang on, it's coming up. The name is coming up. Uh, He's about to say it. Yeah, I know. Hurry up, loser. <laughs> Here it comes. There, that's the name of the song. <laughs> 2000. I mean, now you talk me down, I'm going to say 2005. 2002. Okay, I lose. Okay, um, this is not a fanboy discussion or me getting over my skis. It's going to sound pretty dramatic, and it's going to sound like an overreaction. I, I don't think it is. I really don't. Uh, the Texas-BYU game will likely define the quarterback job next year for Texas and probably the quarterback position for at least one other school. I know that sounds I, – I, I know how it sounds. I feel how it sounds. But I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah, one game. One nondescript, should-be-a-blowout game, defines the quarterback job for Texas next year and probably defines the quarterback position. When I say at least one school, it could be two. It's a free agent tryout for Malik Murphy. And it's a ton of pressure on the kid because he's playing for his football future. And he doesn't know if it's a one-game tryout or not. So you have to go into it with the idea. I'm not sure. I have no idea what kind of mindset he has, but let's. This is how this is how it's going to play out. Here's a guy taking the field, getting his first start in what amounts to a one-game free agent tryout. Now he might think he might have more. We don't know because the starter. We have no no idea how long the starter will be out. So you have to go into it just like a pro would. Just like a pro backup quarterback has to look at your start is your free agent showcase. It's that serious. It defines you that quickly. I think the same thing applies in this case. The same thing applies to him. It's a free agent tryout. It's a free agent tryout that could be somewhere else or it's a free agent tryout that could be a Texas. And it might just be one game. It might be more. Um, he has one game to do it. Now think about that. He may be playing for his Texas future, or he may be playing, I say likely playing, for a starting gig elsewhere. Or, and there's a, a multiple parts to this, or if it doesn't go well, if it goes badly, he could blow his chance at Texas and he could blow his chance at anywhere else. That's what free agent tryouts, when you're the backup quarterback, that's what goes into your start. It may be one, it may be more, but you have to look at it as this start defines everything. In this case, it defines, follow me here, it doesn't just define this kid's opportunities, it defines two other guys too. Now, it's not an overreaction. The quarterback job at Texas is owned by Quinn Ewers in the short term, and almost no matter what happens on Saturday, the job is still his. There is, and I know how fans react, but there is a, 
it's sort of an unwritten rule almost that when you've held the job, you typically don't lose your job based on an injury. But the qualification to that is that just depends on how long you're out. If, if Malik Murphy would have lighted up on Saturday against a mediocre, mediocre to bad BYU team at home, right? Um, and people are going to freak out because you're going to see the talents. You will notice it immediately. It is eye-opening. But if he were to light them up, people would say, well, that's it. The job's his. I, no. Generally speaking, following the old unwritten rule, if your starter is ready to get the ball back in a game, the starter gets the ball back in a game. Now, the leash is much shorter on the starter. But you don't, you, don't, you don't freak out and replace your starter usually on one game. Okay? But there's levels to that, too, which I think is really interesting about this. So I think Quinn Ewers, unless he's out multiple weeks, and we, we don't know, um, it's a throwing shoulder. Uh, but unless he's out multiple weeks, and he might be, he'll get his job back no matter how Malik Murphy plays on Saturday, I think. That's the way it usually works. Now, Malik Murphy, for those that don't know, and most non-nerdy football fans don't know, he is a ridiculously talented player. If he were to play really well, if he were to play really well on Saturday, manage the game really well, and then turn around and get another chance to do it again, play really well for two games, and the second game would mean beating a good Kansas State team in a game, because this, this game, that game has stakes. It has real meaning, real implications. But if he were to beat a good Kansas State team in a game that probably gets Texas to the Big 12 championship game, and it may even get them to the Final Four, if Malik Murphy were to go 2-0 and and doing it in a really, really good way, then, and he goes the distance in both starts, then things get complicated for Quinn Ewers getting his job back. That's how I think that could play out, too. Then, I think Steve Sarkeesian, in that case... A kid with a hot hand, that's another rule to kind of follow. And it's you know, subjective, of course. But then Steve Sarkeesian has to decide at 2-0, and having gone the distance, do you go with a hot hand? And that could be Malik Murphy. If he were to go 2-0 and and did have a hot hand, and you go 2-0, and you probably get to keep that guy. You keep the ball. That's the way to look at it. You're going to get the ball back. So I think it would take two wins and two really good performances to keep the ball. Keep going. Um, that's one setup. Okay, and that's pretty interesting by itself. Um, with a sketchy performance, and if he were to get pulled for football royalties, Arch Manning, he's gone. <laughs> that's how dramatic a one-game free agent tryout can be. Because there's just too much, you know, it's like, it's like for Texas right now, their quarterback position is somewhat similar. I'm not saying talent-wise, but I'm saying it's somewhat similar to the competition you'd get in a pro locker room, okay? And that is your backup gets the big break. Your backup gets that one-game free agent tryout. If the backup flames out in the one-game tryout, it's such a short leash. There's not much patience. There's not much thought that goes into backups. You quickly move down. You quickly move down. Now, behind him, of course, is football royalty, which has all the fan pressure that can come with that. So if Malik Murphy were sketchy, if Malik Murphy were to get pulled, to get yanked, he drops to third in a hurry and loses all confidence. I have no idea what kind of confidence he has going in. But if he were to get yanked in the big free agency tryouts, then he loses it, just like any player will. 
any quarterback will. If Arch Manning has to come out of the bullpen, it's very much then Quinn Ewer's job unless Arch Manning goes on a two-game run. Either way, Quinn Ewer's has a huge advantage. Malik Murphy, if he's mediocre or worse, would probably be gone because he would not want to sit around his third. But he would automatically drop to third. Yes, one game will do it. Yes. Then Quinn Ewers has to play against football royalty if Arch Manning were to come in out of the bullpen and go on a two-game run. Got it? Um, I think that's all possible. If Malik Murphy plays well and he were to get every indication, or even he's told, hey, the job might be yours. And that's another thing. Got to step away for a second. You know, college coaches now, particularly when it comes to quarterbacks, every one of whom thinks they should play and play right now. And if they don't play and play right now, they leave. And they'll find another job elsewhere. Um, that's the way the game is nowadays. So it's a coach's job to be brutally honest. You don't want guys bouncing from place to place telling other good quarterbacks, yeah, 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 he screwed me over or he didn't tell me the truth. you you got to be brutally honest with the guys. You have to be brutally honest and say, yeah, I think you can make it in the pros or not. Uh, yeah, you got a chance to win the job or the job is yours or even I don't think you're going to have a chance to win the job. You've got to do that. So if Malik Murphy were to play well and get the indication, his own confidence, his teammates, the scoreboard itself, and his head coach, that the job might be his and he may win the job next year, then Quinn Ewers has to decide. Now, this would only set itself up in a, in a really hot two-game run. One game's not going to do this. But a hot two-game run by a kid with a ton of talent that everyone will see. It won't, I'm sure the guys in practice see it. It's just a different dude. Now, where that translates into the, from the driving range to the field, you don't know and you never know until you turn the lights on. But the talent is there. I mean, everybody, everybody sees it. So then, if he were to go to a two-game run and get the indication that he might be the starter, that job might be his, that Quinn Ewers would get the word, yeah, you got some competition. I can't lie to you, kid. You're going to yeah, you're gonna have to fight the guy off. Then he would be stuck in a place where he has to decide whether to go into the NFL draft. And that's not as easy as people think. Don't be so myopic. That's not an easy choice because I think, at best, at best, and everybody's always looking for a quarterback, but this year there are a ton of quarterbacks. He's not even fifth or sixth off the draft board right now. No way. Further down than that, probably. At best, he would be a second rounder right now. So, now, that may be a better choice getting paid a little bit more than you might be making at Texas, then losing your job at Texas, which, which would sink your draft chances altogether. So that sets up a weird option for him if there really is a quarterback battle with the guy that comes out of the bullpen. Think about it. In that scenario, it doesn't seem logical for Arch Manning to stay at Texas and wait. It just doesn't seem logical. That'd be two years of waiting, and that's a lifetime to college quarterbacks. It would be shocking if he wanted to stay third or even back up again. If Quinn Ewers were to come back and battle Malik Murphy for the starting job, there's no way Arch Manning would want to be the third guy for another year. I just couldn't see it. So that sets up pretty interesting. In other words, if he would play that well and go on a two-game run, you know what does that mean for next year at Texas? What does that mean for Quinn Ewers' decisions? 
which aren't easy. It's not as easy as saying, I want to go play in the NFL. I'm going to be a first rounder. No, you're not. He's not. He's not. The numbers are against him. There's too many good guys coming out in too few teams looking for a first round quarterback. He gets lost in the shuffle. So I know what you're thinking. Is all of this riding on one start from a kid, from a kid most non-nerdy football fans have never heard of? Yeah, actually, yeah, I think so. I think so. It sets up like a free agent opportunity for a good backup quarterback in the NFL. Uh, am I overhyping this kid? I, I may be. His talent is off the charts. I have no idea how it translates. I'm just saying the setup here is multiple players having to make multiple decisions based on one start, good or bad. Bad, A bad run wipes him out. He's third. He's probably gone. So does his talent translate? We'll find out. It's fascinating, though. I mean, this is the, the real takeaway. It's fascinating how one start, one free agent tryout that might turn into two games, it might turn into three, but this free agent tryout, it's amazing how that one start against a double-digit underdog, that's what it is. There's nothing really interesting about this game, unless you're just a nerdy fan, except this storyline of the quarterback story. But it's amazing how one start against a double-digit underdog can affect so many players and potentially so many programs. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Every night she walks right in my dreams Since I met her from the start I'm so proud I am the only one Who is special in her heart The girl is mine It suck Friday, no doubt. Here's a giant question. Legit. <sighs> Is Taylor Swift this generation's Michael Jackson? Is that, is that question working? It should work. I mean, Michael Jackson was, the, and for a lot of us, was the biggest pop star. Had been for a long time. And you grew up with Michael Jackson. She's the biggest pop star by far. Is she in that category? I'm, I'm, I'm honestly asking. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's something to think about. It's a slippery slope right there. Oh, it is? I think oh. so, because, I mean, she was originally catered as a country star for okay. for girls. Yeah. She played mainly, you know, love music that yeah. mostly girls like, and maybe she's transformed, but it's. I still feel like that stigma is still out there. Although... Obviously, okay, more leaves, people like her now than usual. She, than she's used the to. biggest pop star by far, correct? Right now, yes. Okay. Is she is she starting to be so big, she's starting to rival Michael Jackson's popularity as a pop star? I'm not saying talent. I'm not even arguing that. I'm just saying that it feels pretty giant. I feel like the fan base is more lopsided, though. Okay. Compared to what Michael yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah, would, yeah. would pull yeah, in. No, it's true. Michael Jackson was men and women. Yes. Yeah. Taylor Swift has and been... And not as young, either. ...marketed more towards yeah. girls okay. than boys. All right. Although now, that that has definitely changed. And right now, you that's probably a good argument. But yeah. I feel like it's the fan base is still more lopsided. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
Yeah, I got, a, I got a daughter. No, I got one that had glitter all over the other night to prove it. So, uh, the song sucks uh, by Mike and doggone it. Sadly, um, Paul McCartney too. The two of them just reached unbelievable levels of suckage. How two such talented human beings could produce so many horrific songs. Uh, the girl is mine. That doggone girl is mine. Doggone it. <laughs> doggone it. Uh, I'm going to say 87. 82. Uh, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears makes me laugh. His name is Tyson Badgent. And he played at, what's the name of the school? It's a Division II school. Uh, like Stetson or Jefferson or whatever. Sounds like a high school. Here's the thing about this guy. His dad, <laughs> okay, his dad, his career is arm wrestling. He is apparently the world's best for his weight category, whatever that even means. I don't know. He is a professor, professional arm wrestler. And yes, it's a thing. And he's funny. That has nothing to do with Tyson, except Tyson is cracking me up. So he gets one start and wins for the Bears. I mean, this guy is from a Division II school. I, have, I doubt that they even offer scholarships. Shepherd. Shepherd College. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, the great Shepherd College, football factory that it is. So after his, his one start and one win, he goes in the news conference, and he kind of looks and acts like Jeff Spicoli. He's just, you kind of just love the story, man. I mean, you just kind of want the guy to, you kind of want the guy to win the job and you want it to keep going just because he's funny and his dad is a nut job in kind of a cool way too. So he strolls into the uh, media room after the game. He's as calm as he can be. He looks like some guy that works at a sandwich shop in Austin. Martinsburg. Yeah, oddly, I always thought it was going to happen. I think that, um, you know, me and my dad really were the only ones that really thought that this was going to happen. Um, and then, you know, after that, it was just figuring out how I could outwork everybody that, you know, maybe had maybe had more things that maybe had more things than I did, had better facilities and, you know, all that stuff. So it was just really just trying to, you know, get it out the mud, putting a lot of work in the in the in the shadow. And um, just so I'd be ready for, you know, this week. Did you have a backup plan if you didn't get the shot in the NFL? Yeah, I was going to um, just basically just crossfit my life away, get as ripped and jacked as I possibly could, <laughs> and uh, be a teacher at Martinsburg High School. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's like every meathead dude in a gym. I, I got nothing going on. I'm just going to get jacked. I'm just going to train all the time for no reason. That cracks me up. Crossfit my life away and just get as ripped and jacked as possible. That's a career choice. Man, I hope the guy makes it. Really, I hope he makes it. Don't, if you watch, if you watch a news conference with him this weekend, you're going if you could just step away from him wearing the Bears stuff, okay? He look looks just like some dude who might be making your sandwich at Thundercloud. This is buy or sell. Bottom.
storm of the ninth and I'm never gonna win this Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be Tell me what you want I want a brand new house on an episode of Crims And a bathroom I can play baseball in Friday. That's the best song done by the group that has no good songs that if they weren't rich, which Brandon tells me they are, I would start to feel sorry for them because I don't know of anyone I've ever known that is as despised as Nickelback. The song is Rockstar, and I'm going to say 2006-ish. 2005. Okay, whatever. It's the best of the bad songs they have. Well, they're touring now, by the way, again. Oh, God. Because the popularity of them, ev- from everyone hating on them, has ignited So they go them. to an arena, and and the people that go to... Like, if they were to come to Austin, where would they play? Stubbs. Okay. So of the people... Emos. That, okay, so of the people that go to see them, is it like more of a fascination thing because they suck? I don't or know. somebody there that really likes them. Well, you know, if you're going to go to their show, everyone there likes them. So you may get a whole different brand of yeah. people than you thought. Wow. Okay. Just my guess. Yeah. I guess I got to go now. I got to go to, like, take it all in. Are you here because they suck? Or are you here because you like it? Which one is it? All right, let's do some buy or sell. Two media legends, five topics, and a moment of jackassery. This is Buy or Sell. That's Buy or Freaking Sell. Uh, he was, he's a famous writer and podcaster for the Austin American Statesman. He is Cedric Golden. Here's the way it works. There are five statements made. Uh, we're either, each of us are either going to buy the statement or sell the statement. Then every now and then there's a moment of jackassery. Usually that means I'm going to make fun of somebody at the Texas legislature or somebody in the Trump family. Buy or freaking sell. All right, buy or sell number one. Texas quarterback Malik Murphy passes for more than 250 yards against BYU and gets a second start. Buy or sell. I like this one. I'm going to sell on the 250. Um, they're a balanced team, and I think I think it's going to start with Jonathan Brooks, and Jonathan Brooks is going to set the tone behind that offensive line. Uh, Sarkeesian is a uh, quarterback by trade, and he likes to air it out. And we, I believe that Malik Murphy has a better touch on the deep ball than Quinn Ewers, but I think it's going to be more of a balanced attack. And we'll say this. Josh Hoover of TCU completed 37 of 58 passes for 439 yards and four TDs and a 44-11 win a couple of weeks ago. Um, I know Sark will test the Cougars on the back end, uh, but it all starts and, and finishes with Jonathan Brooks. I see Malik going 18 of 25 for 230 and a couple of TDs, and yes, he will start again next week, but I am selling on uh, him being – uh, eclipsing 250 yards. I think he's around 230. He starts, you think he gets a second start because Quinn Ewers is hurt, or he gets a second start because he's the hot hand? Both. Both. I don't think Quinn's coming back next week. And I think that uh, Malik Murphy will do will play well enough where he will earn a second start. Yes. Is that second? Would that second start be Kansas State? 
Yes, I believe that's right. Okay, well then I he's going right. to be—he's going to be the starter for the game that defines the Big Twelve championship and quite possibly the Final Four. Absolutely, and I'm going to tell you, man, um, K State's not who we thought they were, and uh, very capable of coming in here and and handing it to Texas, beating them. But uh, when I watch them just get pounded at Oklahoma State, I'm I'm off on them. Yeah, I'm off on them now. I don't think that they're that dark horse that uh, we thought they'd be. The Oklahoma State Cowboys are the team that we probably overlooked because they got off to a bad start and lost to uh, Southern Alabama. But uh, I don't think K-State's going to come in here and beat Texas. Well, I, I don't just, care I, Yeah, I just, um, it's interesting you say that because I just finished a long rant saying, look, one game doesn't win you a job, but if he had a hot hand for two games and were to beat Kansas State and have two really, really good games, he might get the ball to go for a third time. And that changes the complexity of the Texas quarterback job now and next year. And it also sets the stage for the Texas job and maybe two other programs because somebody's leaving. I, I got to start listening to the Jeff Ward show I'm, I'm still, <laughs> instead of just showing up at you showed up in the middle of a Nickelback song. Oh, I know. And it's the one I'd never heard it before. Oh, my God. How crap is that? Yeah, that can't be their best song. Awful. Just awful. I'm awful. It is. Uh, but man, I, I, we what, had that, I, I had that conversation with my friends last night. If. I think worst-case scenario for Texas is uh, he blows up and Quinn decides my draft stock's dropping because I haven't played in a while and I want to come back next year. And Arch is going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't come here to sit for two years. So I think their best-case scenario is he plays well a couple of games, Quinn gets the job back, leaves early, and then Malik probably goes to play somewhere else and Arch gets the keys to the Rolls-Royce next season well you missed that old 22 minute rant so maybe you could go back and uh subscribe i will i will all right i'm gonna i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy i'll buy the 250 um i it'll be i i think the whole storyline is fascinating uh it's a one it's a one game free agent tryout for the kid it's really pretty pretty amazing to to think about uh, BYU is not any good. He is ridiculously talented. I have no idea if it's going to translate. I don't know if anyone knows that it translates. But BYU is bad enough. And, man, this guy, if he felt it at all, you know, he goes out there and all of a sudden it's starting to feel right and the game is slow for him. He could be fun to watch and he could absolutely torch them. So I'll, I'll buy the 250. Buy or freaking sell. All right. The Cowboys make a move for a Dalvin Cook of the Jets during the free agency window. Buy or sell. Uh, I'll sell. I I like Dalvin Cook, and I think Dalvin Cook has a lot of football left in him. And it's hard to believe that he's not getting any run with the New York Jets. But um, I know they'd have to eat the rest of his $7 million contract. It's expiring, so that makes sense. But if you're going to really think you're a Super Bowl contender, why don't you go bigger? And I mean much bigger than Dalton Cook. Go get Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is only making $7 million over the next two seasons. What are you talking about? You've obviously been listening to me. I just No, I haven't. I'm just I haven't. That Damn, I haven't. I just left the orthodontist. I have not been listening okay. today. Uh, 
Derrick Henry makes way more sense. More ta- more gas in the tank. The Titans suck. Tannehill's hurt. They're not going anywhere this season. They're gonna. They need to unload Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins. And I think Derrick Henry to the Dallas Cowboys makes all the sense in the world. They don't have a hammer, Jeff Ward. Tony Pollard is miscast. They're running him between the tackles. He ain't that dude. He's the he's the slasher guy. He's the jet sweep guy. The sweeps. The yeah. The quick toss guy. Throw him a screen pass. If you put those two in the same uh, backfield rotation, man, look out. And the pressure is going to take off of Dak Prescott. If Jerry Jones really serious about winning the Super Bowl, he'll go get Derrick Henry. Well, I won't repeat myself because that was almost <laughs> it exactly. That Jerry oh, Jones, you are family. You are family. The, I love the it. window is closing. Not just on the old man. The window is closing. You've got to go all in. You got to go all in right now. You have to look out. You have to look outside and say, "I have to go all in right now." And the way to go all in right now is Derrick Henry. He solves all of your red zone problems. He solves your quarterback problem. And he, the Titans are on a fire sale. I don't care if you tell the guy, guy, listen, man, I have no idea if you're going to be back here again, but this is a chance for you to win and a chance for me to win. So let's just go ball out for about six games and see what happens. You do the deal. The fact that Jerry Jones has not made a move or made noise yet is pretty disappointing to me. I'd even say the same thing about Dalvin Cook, but I think there's there's a lot more that goes into that. The Derrick Henry Craigslist sale makes perfect sense. Buy or freaking sell. He'd love that's it. insane. He'd love I mean, it. That is, I, I I would walk to Dallas to watch that. Uh, that's how cool that would be. Yeah, he would love it. I mean, the guy is you know here's one of the best backs of the last the bet no the best back of the last ten to fifteen years the best power mm-hmm. back of the last twenty years, and he's never had a chance modern to modern day Earl Campbell. Yeah, he's a modern day Earl, and he's yeah. not had a chance to Give win him a shot. Yeah, he made an AFC title game. They beat New England once. Yeah. But that was it, man. Yep. That was it. That was their window. Mike Brable's a hell of a coach. But I but they're they're not going anywhere for the next year or two. They gotta find a quarterback. And don't don't you know, Derrick Henry's like twenty eight years old. Get Derrick Henry out of there. Yep. Get you some draft picks. Get Derrick Henry out of there and, and, and let him try and win a championship with the Cowboys. They are they I would put them right there with Derrick Henry. The way the Niners are struggling right now with their injuries, the Eagles do not look like the Eagles from last year. Right. Uh, Jalen Hurts looks hurt. And so you put Derrick Henry in that backfield, and now all of a sudden Dak Prescott doesn't have to he be Superman. He said, said it, it's, it's football from 1972. It's going to look like Give 1972, it man. It's the best game they can play. And you tell Derrick Henry, you tell the entire team, hey, guys, when the ball gets to the 20, you know what's going to happen? He's going to get the ball every single time. <laughs> no one is going to touch the ball but that Fire guy. the kicker. Fire the kicker. Yeah. I mean, who's going to stop him four times in a row? No one. No one. No one. Buy or freaking sell. All right, the Browns' $250 million contract with Deshaun Watson should be labeled the worst deal in NFL history, buy or sell. That's a $250 million shoulder that's not playing this weekend. I mean, I am buying that all day long. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings believe they got a better deal 
in the Herschel Walker trade. I mean, they thought, yeah, they believe that that this is is worse than the Herschel Walker trade. How about the Raiders throwing away two draft picks for an insane concussed Antonio Brown? Those are the kind of deals that pop, that, that pop into my head. The Bears trading away two draft picks to move up past Patrick Mahomes so they can get their hands on Mitch Trubisky. Exactly. Those are the kind of exactly. build, the deals that are popping into my head right now. But the one, the ones I just mentioned, Jeff, you can add them all up, and you ain't getting no two hundred and fifty million dollars guaranteed yeah. to a guy who has no Q rating, um, whose whose reputation is in tatters. You gave him two hundred and fifty million dollars, and he's thrown what four touchdowns this year? That's it. I mean, what a joke it is. I mean, it is the most Cleveland Brown thing of all time. I mean, may, um, forcing Jim Brown to retire was was not as bad as this. I mean, this this takes the cake. I don't I don't know uh, what you can come up with in the history of sports that's a worse deal than giving just Deshaun Watson two hundred and fifty million dollars. It boggles the mind. All right, I, I'm going to sell that. Oh, for right no now, no way. I, I, mean, <laughs> I knew that was coming. No way. I'm selling no way. it briefly. Because here's the only logic. Um, the Herschel Walker deal, and you're right, nothing can compare financially. I mean, there's never, there's never, as of right now, there's never been a dumber financial move than this. Uh, it is off the charts. It's dumber than Elon Musk and $44 billion for Twitter. It's, uh, it's every bad deal anyone could ever imagine. Uh, it's, uh, well, who was it? News Corp buying MySpace for $600 million. It's all that stuff. But... They're married to him, and I still the guy's got talent. I could, I could, I've been really wrong. I've been really wrong about him. I've been really wrong about this deal. I thought he was going to light it up this year, and I've been wrong. But there's, they're so married to each other, you can't give up yet. So I'm going to give it a little bit longer to maybe work out. But it is Cleveland Browns ish, and it's going to end like every other Cleveland Browns deal. I still think the Herschel Walker thing. The almost, almost, the best part is the almost United States Senator Herschel Walker. That deal won the Dallas Cowboys three world championships and ruined the Minnesota Vikings and almost ruined the entire United States and the free world. Herschel Walker, who in his own words was looking very forward to uh, winning the erection. I mean, he said that. Yeah, he said that. I did. He said that. Let me ask you something about Deshaun Watson, Jeff. And be honest. I know you're going to shoot straight. You think he might be just a little off because he's not getting what he's used to off the field? You mean he's kind of nervous and uptight? He's not as relaxed as he normally is when he's, he's meeting girls on Craigslist? Is that what you mean? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I think, I, I think his lifestyle change is being um, yeah. exposed for what he did. He's not able to do that anymore. He can't walk through a massage place and they go, oh, I mean, he can't go in there as a stranger. They're like, oh, that's the guy that, oh, yeah. So I wonder, you know, I wonder, if, he, I wonder if he walked yeah. into uh, to the, the GM of the Browns, a guy, smart guy, went to Harvard, and he, a guy, an Ivy League guy did this deal. I wonder if he walked in there, sat down, and said, look, here's the problem. You know, when I was playing well, I was getting the massage four nights a week. 
Now I'm sitting there watching Netflix by myself, reading playbooks, and I suck. So if you want to get it. the most out of That's me, you, if you want to get the most He's out still- of me, let me get a a separate account. Let me meet some meet some girls again. <laughs> he's not. He's still getting massages, Jeff. From who? The problem is he's not able to 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 get to do what he used to do, and with them not knowing it. See, ah. that was that was his fetish. I see. It's been taken from him. I see. It's been taken from him, and he's not that guy anymore. I see. It's like the role playing with hookers kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I can't believe I just said that. I don't know how you talked me into saying that. That's depressing. You do. I you or freaking sell. I did say Whole playing with hookers. What a soundbite. Oh, my. Oof. All right. To segue to the next question, the Titans should be wearing the Houston Oilers uniform when they play the Texans. Buy or sell? Man, I'm buying that all day long. Oh, oh yes. crap. Yes. Yes, I'm buying it. I hated to see them leave. I'm from Tyler. I grew up watching Earl Campbell. I was, I, I admittedly was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I grew up a, a, a Earl Campbell fan. Our families know each other. I'm friends with his sons. I did grow up as a Steeler fan, but who didn't love Earl? Billy White Shoes Johnson, Kenny Burroughs, Dan Pastorini, the great Bum Phillips who never wore a, his cowboy hat in the Astrodome because he was a Southern gentleman. How cool was that? And for me, I just I just think that those two worlds should come together. I know that Bud Adams left on less than admirable, you know, less than agreeable circumstances. But, man, those two franchises will always be um, interwoven, connected, and wouldn't it be cool to watch them wear that? uniform because they are still the Houston Oilers and anytime you see franchise records on their websites the old Houston Oilers uh, stats are in there included with the Titans so yes I'm buying I am selling I couldn't disagree more I couldn't sell more the fact that the league the fact that the Houston franchise in Houston let this happen is shocking to me. The fact that you're going to have a team from Nashville come running onto a field in Houston wearing the most iconic uniforms of our lifetime is despicable. I mean, I just, it's the worst promotional <laughs> concept I could think of. And the Texans franchise and the NFL and the, not letting the people of Houston connect to that, I think, is, I think it's outrageous. I think it's a terrible idea. Buy or freaking sell. sell aren't they? What? Will they be selling those they're selling those jerseys? Oh, they're gonna sell them like crazy. Yeah, those things are gonna be the hottest thing going, no doubt about it. It's just that I'm saying screw apparently just screw the people of Houston. Buy or freaking sell. All right, final buy or sell. Taylor Swift oh. is the present day Michael Jackson in popularity. Buy or sell. Oh, good Lord. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I knew that was oh, coming. Oh, my God. I knew that was coming. Oh, my God. I got to sell, man. I, 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 I can't hate. She's amazing. She What she's done, she's got three generations of, of people that love her. But the difference is, Michael, when Michael Jackson died, there were. There were guys living in huts in third world African countries mourning Michael because Mike went and saw those people. He, he, Babalu, Babalashamaboshan. I mean, he did all of that in his songs. And Mike was universal 
Mike was iconic. Taylor Swift is getting there. I'm not ready to give it to her just yet. Uh, she's closer than anyone else. I yeah. mean, I don't think Adele has that stroke. Is she the? Um, is she the? Here's the way to look at. It. Is she on? Is she the closest thing in our lifetime to what he had? Well, since Michael and Prince died, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. She's 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 iconic. She's everywhere, and 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 she's she's not she's not a dancer. She's a songwriter. She's an artist, and people just love her. She is the the one. The difference between her and this is just me talking. She does not take my breath away at any time during any performance. Yeah, you know, I see. The other time you saw Michael Jackson, you went, "Oh my God, that's another level." I don't know. I don't know what planet this guy's from. That's another level. I don't think that she'll get to that point. But I know she's popularity-wise, she's great. But as a talent, she's she's not in Michael Jackson's class. No one is. Maybe Prince, but no one else. Huh. Um, I might buy. Just out of, probably mostly out of, mostly out of pure ignorance. You might. Just because I'm just saying this on popularity, I mean, I'm admitting my total ignorance. Other than my daughter, my daughter had jeans on with every album of hers on them, so I had to act like I knew what was going on, which I didn't. I didn't even know the lyrics to the songs. Um, nice. Just in terms of popularity, though, she's as close as anyone I can think of. She is the most one of the five most recognizable people on the planet right now. Mike in his prime, at his peak. Mike was the most recognizable person on the planet. Agreed? Uh, no question. Yeah. No question. Yeah, I don't think anybody's even close. She's one of the five most recognizable, I, I'm guessing now. So. She's everywhere. Pop, in terms of pop stars, she's the you? closest thing. You know, Brandon said, yeah, something you? Pretty, Brandon said something pretty interesting, which is true. You know, Michael Jackson mm. at his peak, the fan base was, was equal male to female. And it was it skewed mm-hmm. a little older. This is pretty much a narrow, mostly female superstar, I think. I, he, no, I do know said. some guys. I, I have a friend who's in his forties who loves everything Taylor no, Swift. No, and, no, no. Uh, and I asked, and no. I asked him a few <laughs> weeks ago. You tell him he's got to get arrested. I mean, I just like, you're old. I mean, dude, you're old. Get, get, I mean, get off, that. get off the Taylor Swift. Yeah, life. you can't but, um, do that. I, 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 I will give you this piece of advice. As someone who doesn't have kids, I, I have friends who have taken their daughters to Taylor Swift concerts, fathers, and, and they can do no wrong after doing that. So I would advise you take your daughter to a Taylor Swift concert. Well, you got to tell your that money. friend that, that if I'm there with my daughter and that dude is off to the side, there's a chance I'm calling security. <laughs> He's going to be there. He goes to all of them. That's not okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then, you know, then, but we're talking about Michael Jackson too. So uh, he did some not okay things as well. Did you see, ever see, did you ever see Michael Jackson in concert? Man, I wish I had. I did not. I saw Prince in 97 in Dallas. I saw him. I I saw him. Yeah, I saw Prince twice. Did did you see Michael? What's funny is um, I went with some buddies of mine uh, to Dallas in about 84. Three, four, somewhere in there when he played. That's the, I guess he played, he played at Texas Stadium. They went to the show. I didn't. Um, they were huge fans. Well, so they they would have done anything to go. I'm going to tell you, Michael Jackson was 
I was more of a, you know, I started out as a really big Mike fan, but then Prince, yeah. I became a bigger Prince fan. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, those those two are the two in my lifetime that that I I gravitate to when it comes to just jaw dropping dropping stage presence and talent. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we've had anybody as talented as Prince. We haven't. Yeah. He was a modern day Stevie Wonder. He was Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Who could, no, with dance with dance moves. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Prince. The one thing I tell everybody: if you ever, you know, we are all lucky enough to go to heaven, whatever. If you're looking, you know, there's going to be all the musicians, Elvis, and all this. If you see, if you go to the Michael, you'll be able to find Michael. He'll be center stage somewhere, but Prince would be in the background playing a bass or a drum. Prince just liked being in a band, and he was just happened to be a great entertainer and band leader but if but if Jimi hendrix and jackie wilson and james brown had a baby it would be prince i mean he was a combination of all those guys one one thing to that i, I are you sure said that michael jackson's going to heaven wow well, you know, thankfully i'm not i'm not the ultimate judge okay, so i don't okay. have to make that okay. call all by <laughs> There's another generation. I will There's say, a, I will say this, Jeff. I I really wish I hadn't saw the the Surviving Neverland documentary. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. Man. Don't watch it, Jeff. Do not watch it. All It'll right, ruin man. you. It'll All ruin right. Mike for you. Good stuff. Good talking to you. All right, later, brother. This is buy or sell.